You only have one life to live, so get the most out of it. On Good Life, Great Life, join me, Brian Highfield, and my guests as we share success stories, habits, mindsets, and lessons learned by successful people. These lessons are not taught in schools, but are critical for getting ahead in life. Whether you want a successful business or career, optimal health, or a lifestyle that most people just dream of, Good Life, Great Life has you covered. After retiring from a successful corporate career in my 40s, I founded multi-million dollar businesses in the sports and healthcare arenas. Now, I help everyday people maximize their lives and speak regularly at seminars, on podcasts, and radio shows to share principles on the topics of health, wealth, and happiness. Don't let a good life get in the way of a great life. Join me today on Good Life, Great Life. Welcome, everyone, to an episode of Good Life, Great Life. And today we've got a special guest. We have Thomas Hong. So Thomas is an entrepreneur who has started several different businesses, and I can't wait to, to hear more of his story. Uh, welcome to the program, Thomas. Oh, thank you, Brian. It's an honor to be here. Well, sure. And uh, you've, you've dabbled in a lot of different things and really starting at a young age in your 20s. I mean, tell us about that. I mean, what inspired you? to be an entrepreneur at such a young age to begin with? Well, I think I always had it somewhat in my blood. I maybe, I think I was, some of it is hardwired in me. And I think that's present in most entrepreneurs that that's somewhat hardwired. So it started out back in grade school. I was never, I never hate like to study. I had to work really hard to make decent grades. Um, and back in seventh grade, I started selling candy at school. I did it under the table because you know uh -huh. how to do oh, yeah. that. And then, um, and so school was always a struggle for me. Other people, um, I've, you know, I've always like working with my hands and like to do hands-on things and never really like to hit the books. Um, but I was always good at math and science. So I've, um, so I went to Rutgers University and studied civil structural engineering and when I did that, I felt very passionate about doing civil engineering that I was very um, uh, zealous about it. And I, I found uh, internships in my freshman, sophomore, junior, senior year that early on. And what I learned very early, quickly was that I, I didn't like to be in the office. Yeah. So I hated working in consulting, getting micromanaged. Um, so I... By my senior, senior year in college in 2001, 2002, that's when I realized, hey, I don't want to do this forever, but engineering is a good degree to have. So let me just finish my engineering degree. And then when I finished college, I took nine months off to go to Taiwan to uh, study Mandarin Chinese to improve my Chinese. Because I knew I wanted to do business with China and saw the emerging economies out there. I was going to do an import-export business. So I did that right when I finished college at 2002 to 2003. And the 2003 during SARS, I came back to the States and I still worked as, I worked, worked as an engineer for about, I would say six years or so, just to get enough experience to meet the requirements to take my engineering licensing exam, the PE test, and to pass it. And once I had that, then I could use that as a fallback in case my future business endeavors would never, wouldn't work out. Or I thought about just using, uh, just making money in business and uh, using that money to be a, a home builder, a 
developer and have my P, my professional engineer license as as a means to get into that business. So in 2009, when I got out of engineering, that's when the economy crashed. And I, um, uh, well, I got out of it. Uh, two days after I found out I passed my engineering test, mm-hmm. my licensing exam, which I studied my butt off for the first time around, because I want to pass the first time around. Otherwise, I'm going to have to wait another six months. And I have to be in a, at my job for another six months. I studied my butt off to make sure I passed. Two days afterwards, I quit my job and I went to Alaska, went to Central America and started traveling, <laughs> which was something I've always enjoyed. And, um, and but, but, but before that, in my 20s, I was doing some network marketing businesses, okay. like, uh, multi-level marketing, like USANA, Market America, similar to those Amway businesses. And I realized it, it wasn't for me. Great way to make money on the side, but I didn't have a personality for it or that. So, um, so after I started traveling, I came back and then a friend of mine was importing furniture from China and selling online on eBay and other websites. So I asked him, could you show me how you do that? How do you import and sell online? And he says, yes, I'll do that as long as you don't compete against me and sell furniture. I said, don't worry, I won't do that. <laughs> and in return, I taught him how to invest in real estate because I, I had, during my 20s, before the subprime crisis, when you borrow money with like zero down, 5% down, 10% down, with, as long as you have great credit, you can buy real estate. So I bought a bunch of real rental properties in Texas, Arizona, and one in Pennsylvania. Um, so, and during the crash in 2009 to 2010, I, I had to let go of most of that. So I didn't have experience being a landlord, slumlord, and uh, buying property. So I taught my friend and he taught me how to import from China and sell online. So I started importing toilets, um, so I started, um, a website called luxurymodernhome.com, uh, which many years later became tinybathrooms.com. So I was importing toilets, sinks, bathtubs, showers, lights, mirrors, art, door hardware. And I was running that business from 2009 and until the present day, which is now tinybathrooms.com. So that's how I got into the e-commerce business. So network marketing didn't really work out for me in my 20s. My real estate investments didn't really work out for me. So I found this import and e-commerce business, something that really excelled at. And um, two years ago in 2019, I saw more competition in my bathware business. And I thought, you know, let me start pivoting. And by that time, I've met with plenty of success already that when I wanted to start pivoting and start another business, I didn't have to do it for the money. So I decided to do some do it for the passion, mm-hmm. which is bringing alternative meats to the market, spreading the awareness of veganism, plant-based foods. And so in 2019, I started a company called VegKey. It's V-E-G-K-Y. We import we sell vegan mock meats we started off with mushroom jerky from my home country of taiwan and that's how i got to where i am now wow so that's a that's a long twisted road a lot of different things and and uh it's it's funny when you talk about and i was an engineer as as well and um and and it didn't take me long to realize that i did not want to sit in a cubicle for for 30 40 years of my life and so it, it it sounds like you're the same way that it didn't take you very long to figure out that wasn't that wasn't going to be your long-term career choice exactly yeah it's um, in practice and in 
in school, and you could feel passionate about doing something, but once you go off into the real world and you see the business side of what your other profession, the career that you're going to, I realized it just wasn't for me. I'm sure you felt the same exact way too. Yeah, absolutely. And so was it, um, was it your friend that, that was doing the uh, import-export that, that kind of inspired you to want to learn that business? And, and, and what, what, what did you, what were you, what were you hoping to get out of that? Or were you, were you looking to, uh, to, to just that American dream of just making as much money as you want? Or what, what was your motivation? Well, my motivation, that's a very good question. Because that's a, that's probably the most important question for any entrepreneur, anyone that wants to start their own business, to ask yourself what motivation is. Um, I'm going to try to keep this shorter, this answer shorter than my previous, previous answer. Um, without going into too much personal detail, my motivation was to be able to provide a life of abundance for my future family, family my future wife and my future children. Selfishly, first off, for me, even if I don't get married and have kids, I want a life of abundance for myself because we came here as immigrants in 1984. So I was four years old. When my parents were here from Taiwan, they had like a pretty nice life back in Taiwan. My father was a licensed architect. He has his own practice, several employees. And my mother, while well, she was a homemaker, she didn't need to work. But when he came here as immigrants, my parents had, my father worked as a draftsman because his license didn't really um, apply back home and didn't really transfer out here. And so my parents had a very degraded, downgraded life and they had to work different various jobs. So in turn, my upbringing was, very, I came from a very humble background. Like we were a bit poor and let's just say that my, um, my childhood was, far from perfect without going into too much detail um school wasn't exactly a pleasant experience for me either it's i wasn't exactly the most popular person uh without going into too much detail either i it was school and my family life was um was far from ideal and so that motivated me to want to do better in life so for any entrepreneur i always ask always ask them, well what's your motivation is it because of just money because if it's just money it's not enough to mm -hmm. to keep you working 80 100 hours a week to keep you burning the midnight oil five nights a week working on weekends too for me it was it was i mean some of those was money because i wanted to provide a life of abundance because i was came from a very a poor background another reason is because i'd like to travel i found discovered my passion for travel when i was in college i went to like my home home country of taiwan I went to south africa and so it's hard to achieve a lot of travel if you're given two weeks of vacation a year at your right. job. And on the other side, so that was sort of like my, what I call my pull. I call these push and pull, your motivation. Yeah. So what was attracting me to be an entrepreneur? Well, the benefits of it, money, vacation time, flexibility, uh, nice cars, nice house, all that stuff that money can buy. But what's my push? What's pushing me? What's motivating me? It was like my um my my uh broken childhood yeah my, um i had um i've been through some rough times growing up and i use that as my motivation to be better in my future so that my future son doesn't have to suffer what i suffered and my future wife wouldn't have to work in a factory like my mother had to work uh had to work long hours in a factory to make ends meet 
Um, and you, you know, in school, it's school isn't exactly pleasant for a lot of people. It's, kids can be cruel. And um, so in school, like, you know, how popular are you? How nice, how nice are your clothes? How much money do you have? What kind of family you grew up in? Are you tall? Are you good looking? Are you cool? This and that. When you come out of college as an adult, none of that stuff really matters. What really matters then is, isn't like how tall you are, how strong you are, how good you are at sports, what family came from. What kind of matters is, what really matters is how much money you have. And I, I, we all could, well, that's what I could work on. So that was sort of my, my push, my motivation of becoming a better person to make up for my um, not so ideal childhood in my past. That, well, that's, that's what really motivated me. And then the poll was, well, I want more money, more vacation time. Sort of like if I want to, if your wife wanted to bring you to the mall to go shopping, which most men would yeah. dislike, <laughs> she could grab you and try dragging you to the car and drag you out there. That's the pull. But it would be easier for her to pull you if someone's pushing you from behind. Mm -hmm. I push you, Brian, to the car and push you along the way to the mall, which you really probably don't like to go to. So it's got to be a push and a pull. I really like that. I like that concept of, you know, there's things pushing you and there's, there's things pulling you for that. And it, and it sounds like that, you know, you're doing this, you know, not for the money aspect, but more of just building a legacy for your family, providing for your family, you discuss travel. And, and you're right. Most people don't have those options because, you know, they're stuck in that cubicle. They have to request time off from work to do anything and, and go anywhere. And, and uh, do you, you find that's one of the benefits of, of being an entrepreneur is you, you have that flexibility and that control, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Um, like it's a double-edged sword. Yes. You have the flexibility. I, I don't wake up to an alarm clock anymore, mm -hmm. but you also have to work long hours to make your dreams come true. Like, like what Lord Grenier from Shark Tank says most people are willing to be entre entrepreneurs if they trade their 40 hour a week job for a 100 hour a week business. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. And that takes a lot of motivation to do. And I think a big reason why most people don't succeed or give up early is because they don't, they're not in it for the right reason. They don't have the right motivation or the right reasons to get into the, the, what they're, they're doing. Absolutely. So what, um, I guess, what advice would you give to someone just starting out that's considering to want to be an entrepreneur? Uh, maybe they have an idea to start a business. Uh, what's, what, what piece of advice would you give that person just starting out? Okay. The number one piece of advice I would give is to find a mentor, someone who is already successful and ahead of you in terms of years, wisdom, and experience. And seek them for counsel guidance and so on because that's one thing i had in my previous my tiny bathrooms business my friend guided me um but guiding is different from spoon feeding so you got to take care of do your thing yourself but it's good to have a mentor because you got to avoid making costly mistakes and you have that person to talk to when you decide when you don't know who to talk to when you really your back is against the wall you really need to seek someone's guidance or counsel so finding a mentor is very important so finding someone that is already successful with what they're doing now if you may not exactly find the right mentor for the right business for whatever business you're doing say for instance you're looking to start an e-commerce business 
but you know you don't know any e-commerce entrepreneurs out there but you have someone who has a successful restaurant business talk to that person be their friend talk to them uh, anyone who's successful at whatever you do that someone inspires it doesn't necessarily have to be a business but certainly it's better but find older more wiser people that have had that have like successful marriages or happy families that's a good start other people that are you know doing good things with their life doesn't necessarily have to be business but it's just baby steps it's all a start surround yourself with people that are successful because ask yourself who do you spend the most time with who are the five to seven people that you spend the most time with look at those people and you know what where are you going to be in 10 years from now those are people who are going to be people go be or surround yourself with people that are going places in life people that are where you want to be five ten years down the road from now it's so important to have that positive influence of those around you so get a mentor and number two is um i would say to save money and cut your expenses because you'll need capital to start any business mm -hmm. yeah go to networking events the chamber of commerce join facebook groups of successful people or people that you want uh, uh, seek inspiration wherever you can nowadays there's no excuse you could do it online social media everything good stuff good advice what uh, so what's next for you i mean what 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 are you working on now and and uh what how do you you know where do you spend your time and what uh, uh what what's what's next in that project so right now i'm just working on veg key um we speaking of mentorship i was talking to this uh more successful person that I met last week at the plant-based food expo he just started his business selling beans like packaged beans that with you know, with sauce like you eat with rice or nachos he's been in business for a year and his sales just hit a million dollars I was like, wow that's pretty quick and yes he's had experience with working in food companies before but he just launched his business a year ago and he gave me some great advice he said keep saying yes to distributors and until you absolutely have to say no, in other words, don't worry so much about your profit, just get your product out there. Because that's one thing that say I didn't do the first two years when I started the business. So I was like, mm -hmm. wow, it gives me, gives me a whole new insight on how to grow the business. So right now I'm just um, concerned about getting more, I'm just focusing on getting more distributor, getting my product out there. And I don't have to be attending food vegan festivals or do a lot of online marketing for this. Um, this is what I'm doing right now, just to get more, um, get my product out there into more distributors and less focus, less on retailers because distributors will do all the work again to the right retailers yeah. for you. And so it's, it's, this business is more for a passion. Um, I'm somewhat semi-retired. I don't, I'm lucky to say I don't have to do this for the money. I'm doing it because I felt, feel so passionate about the product and about saving the earth and, um, and the environment. So that's pretty much my prim primary goal for the next year or so. Awesome. And I was reading some of their reviews on your, on your website. And so it sounds like a, like a wonderful product as well. So I'm sure, I'm sure that's going to be very popular and going to grow like, like crazy. Thank you very much. I love to send you some samples. Yeah. I'd, I'd love to try it. I, I love jerky and, uh, um, it, I love mushrooms, so I want to. Really, I'm really curious to, to see what that that tastes like. So um, yeah, I'd love to try it. 
Um, where where can people go to find out more about VegKey or just or just connect with Thomas Hong? Where where can they go to connect yeah. with you? Oh, just um go on Instagram, search, follow VegKey at VegKey.com. You buy some from the website www.vegkey.com, V-E-G-K-Y. Uh, you can send me an email, thomas at vegkey.com. So those are the three ways, but definitely follow us on social media, on Instagram and on Facebook too, at vegkey. Awesome. Well, it's been uh, an enjoyable conversation here, Thomas, and uh, I'm sure we could talk for even more for hours and maybe we'll have you on again in the future because uh, there's, there's a lot more in your interesting life that I really... Uh, I really want to dig into, and I think people can benefit from listening to you as well. But thank you for being on our program today. Oh, thank you for having me. It's an honor. I had a really great time. That sounds great. All right. Thank you, Thomas. Thank you. Thank you for listening to another episode of Good Life, Great Life, brought to you by Brian Highfield. We hope you enjoyed listening to this week's guests and stories. If you like what you've heard, please consider subscribing wherever you listen to podcasts. This podcast is part of the C-Suite Radio Network, turning the volume up on business.